Well, g'day again. Welcome back to episode number nine of Welcome to Consciousness. And today I want to talk on the topic of why consciousness. And consciousness is simply spiritual connection. But when I say that, your mind's automatically going to think spiritual connection. He's talking about this or he's talking about that or something to do with religion or something to do with woohoo or something to do with a past experience you had or a family member who was into some kind of spirituality and the mind will start creating all these concepts and ideas and thoughts and judgments and expectations on what spiritual connection is supposed to be and in my experience it's none of that it's actually about going beyond all of that and so I want to take you back a little bit further into my journey or to the beginning of my journey when I had been a Christian pastor for about 10 years and a preacher I'd done that straight out of high school. That was my passion. I went 100% into leading the church in Christianity. That was my dream and my goal, and I put everything into it. And by age 27, I was getting sick. I was so sick. My mind was sick. My body was sick. And I was in denial of it until I couldn't ignore it anymore. And I won't go into the details of that, but basically I took a holiday, realized I was completely burnt out. And I was physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally burnt out at this point. And so I had to start asking questions. Start, had to start asking questions about my beliefs, about my spiritual beliefs, about the religion, which I categorized it as religion. Now at the time, I, I was adamant that it wasn't religious. I, I was absolutely convinced that this was all about relationship with God is what I'd say and that it's not religious looking back now I can see there was so much expectation there was so much judgment there was so much identification and attachment to the mind to the belief system to the things you need to do to get to heaven to the things you need to believe to get to heaven and avoid going to hell and all these different things and I share that because not everyone's going to relate to that journey but a lot of people will especially in Western culture, where Christianity and Catholicism is a pretty big part of the culture. And it certainly, I felt that the kind of Christianity I was in had finally figured out the answer that the world needed. Uh, that's very common in, in so many different parts of religion and Christianity to have that mindset like we're the answer, we're the savior, We've got it and everyone needs to know it and we become fully attached to this belief and to this identity that we get with those beliefs. And I want to say that I truly believe that the, that the message of Christianity and who Jesus was himself completely points towards spiritual connection. Jesus himself was someone who was a fully awakened being. He had become fully conscious he, you could even say that the kundalini energy, which is going into a bit of Vedic kind of teachings, but can be related across all of spirituality, like most teachings can be, if you look at them from a spiritual point of view, not a theological point of view. So here I am, I'm in this state of questioning things, I'm burnt out, and even I'm starting to feel that people around me are misunderstanding that, they're uncomfortable with that, and that was difficult, but 
I couldn't deny anymore the state that I was in. And I also knew that this was my calling and that I, my energy was so flat, my emotions were so flat, my spiritual connection was so flat. And for years I'd been telling myself, no, if I just stick on this path, I'll get there, I'll get there. And I was getting further and further away from my passion, from love, from being connected to people and thriving and being full of energy. And so I really had to question things. And at that time, I watched the movie Gladiator, which I'd never watched all the way through. And I became really inspired by Maximus. Now, I already had a son called Maximus, but he wasn't named after Gladiator, but it made me like it even more. And what I saw in this movie with Maximus, who was the leader of Rome's army, was he was committed to Rome. He was committed to the people of Rome and to the empowerment and the true values of who Rome was. And just on that, I've got another son called Romeo, which is funny, that ties into this. But Maximus himself had never been to Rome. He was a leader of the army and he was out there to protect Rome. Yet when the king saw his passion and his devotion to Rome and just his genuineness and his authenticity, the king wanted to make Maximus the king. Well, the king's son obviously got upset about this and then killed his own father and then set out to kill Maximus, which he failed at. Maximus escaped and became a slave and ended up in these gladiator rings, fighting for his life, making money for other people and ended up getting so good at it that he ended up in Rome fighting in the Colosseum as a gladiator. Now, in this story, the king's son also had Maximus's wife and child killed and burnt and so this really hurt Maximus but also fueled something in him as well anyway the story goes on and and you'll need to watch the movie for yourself and he goes on and he ends up battling it out in the end with the king's son and and it's very unfair how it all plays out and but you just see him keep rising and rising and in the end his goal is not to be the king His goal is to stand for the truth, to stand for his authenticity. And it was inspiring to me because there was all these people in Rome who wanted to be the king, who wanted to rule Rome, who wanted the power, who wanted the money, who wanted the accolades, that wanted the recognition, that wanted to be right, that wanted to be powerful in that sense. Whereas Maximus, he didn't care about that. He just cared about the people. He cared about what was good for the people and for what was true and what was Rome really stood for and its true values. And that's what he was fighting for. That's what he was standing for. And he wasn't corrupted by the same mindset that so many people in Rome were corrupted by. He had this kind of pure heart and he also had this authenticity in him that really he just wanted to play his part and get back to his family and be with his wife and his son that's all he cared about the whole time it wasn't about the the fame and the greatness it was actually uh, about him living his life in love and connection and truth and being on the land and providing for his family and being connected to his wife and his kids and those around him, his community. And it just painted such uh, an inspirational picture because 
in that time when I was burnt out, I thought and I saw myself in Rome. I saw myself as I've been in this Christianity, I've had this upbringing and I've been corrupted. The people of Rome were corrupted. They were in it for their own agenda. There was something that was missing that wasn't pure about their approach to Rome and to what they were doing. And I saw that in me. There was something that I didn't know what it was because I didn't know what I didn't know. But I've missed the point somewhere here in this whole spiritual connection to God, this whole pursuit of God's love and God's purpose and God's power. There's something that I've missed in all of this. And I made a decision that I would trust in my heart, that I would follow my heart. I'd follow the peace and the love in my heart in the direction that I needed to go till I one day found that truth. And... So I walked out of Christianity over a period of 12 to 18 months and I let all that go because I couldn't find the the truth there. I couldn't find the answers. And when I say the word truth, I'm not talking now about a theology or a belief or what's right and wrong and who can prove the truth. The truth is connection. The, The truth is energy. The truth is who you really are inside of you. It's your spiritual conscious self. It's the spiritual conscious reality of life of the entire universe that's truth and truth is only truth when it becomes truth to you it doesn't matter otherwise it's just an idea or a concept becomes truth when you realize it for yourself so this journey of consciousness or spiritual connection is a journey of you being honest with where you're at. It's not about being who someone else wants you to be. It's not about trying to be a specific way or tick a certain amount of boxes or have this nice kind of healthy, holistic lifestyle, although often it will lead people in that path, but that's not what it's about. That's not what the mark is is about. That is a journey of self-love and self-realization, but you can't just do those things and expect to have incredible spiritual connection and I see even in the spiritual community, there are so many people that are missing that, thinking if I do this and if I do the right diet and I do the right routine, that I'm going to have this incredible um, spiritual embodiment. And it doesn't necessarily happen like that. There's so much more going on underneath because we can attach to these things and identify with these things. And so my story continued and my health just crashed on every level. I was burnt out. I walked away. Unfortunately, I didn't find that spiritual connection in any other way. In fact, I was way too judgmental because I thought I had it figured out and no one was going to tell me any wrong. And that was the deep subconscious belief system that I had. What I also didn't know is that I had so much trauma under the surface, so much pain that I was squashing out that I wasn't able to feel. I wasn't able to connect on an emotional and a spiritual level. And I was blocking that out by having this full-on belief system and pursuit of living God's plan and God's purpose, which I was absolutely trying my best to do, but was missing the point. And no one ever really directed me and showed me that there could be another way. And so in this process, I started my own carpet cleaning business because I need to provide for my family. And my health was pretty bad. My, I was in survival mode. I'd cut nearly everyone off. And I was struggling again and again. And I heard an entrepreneur talking about this book called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. 
and he's one of the greatest teachers on the planets right now. We are very lucky to have his books and his voice. And what he talked about in this book was consciousness. He was talking about this spiritual connection that we can have. And he was talking about this consciousness as the part of you, the part of me that knows, not that thinks, but that knows. It's the part of me that is. It's the part of me that's still. It's the part of me that is aware. It's the part of me that is eternal. It's the part of me that is connected to my true self. Something that the mind doesn't know. Something that the mind can never know. And for about two or three years there, which was like the breakdown period and just continual breakdown, 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 eventually start to get humble enough to open up to new possibilities. And all along, I was trying to find the answers in my mind. I was trying to find what is the truth? Where is the truth? What's the truth about God? What's the truth about spirituality? And by the way, in this time, I closed off completely to anything spiritual or religious. I didn't want anything to do with it. If that was what it was, and I saw how corrupted I'd become, I saw how corrupted all the agendas were and how uncomfortable the whole culture was about really questioning itself, that I didn't want anything to do with that. I wanted truth. I signed up for truth to point to people towards love, towards their true self, towards their true purpose and passion. And I ended up really with something very different. And of course, it was a very courageous journey and still is. Even as I speak this now, there's so much of me that in the past I found my value and my worth in the approval of others. And I know as I speak these words that there are so many people that will misunderstand this if they even listen to it, but that have just misunderstood my journey and therefore rejected it. And I've struggled with that. And that's been my judgment on myself. And becoming conscious is understanding and becoming aware of how we hurt ourselves, how we judge ourselves, how we create this pain and suffering for ourselves, even though other people do it too, really, we're the ones that are allowing it to happen because of our unconsciousness, because we are so disconnected from our spiritual conscious self, our true self, because we are so stuck in our minds. And so I'm looking for the answers in my mind. And then I read Eckhart's book and start to realize that what I'm looking for is beyond the mind. The true spirituality isn't of the mind. It's, it's letting go of the mind or at least of observing the mind. It's listening in and connecting to the stillness, to the knower, not the thinker inside of us. So we can't think our way to consciousness. We can't think our way to God. We can only know our way. We can only be. We can't achieve enough to get there. We can't prove ourselves. We can't do enough rituals. We can't do enough traditions. We can't follow enough commands. We can't do enough commandments and regulations. We can't follow enough principles and get baptized and say enough prayers to get us there when we're doing it from the place of our mind. And that's where humanity is mostly at. 
living life from the place of mind. That's why there's so much mental illness everywhere because our minds have got sick because they're out of balance because we're unconscious spiritually. So when we talk about consciousness, we can talk about a mental consciousness where we, where we have consciousness, but if we get knocked out, we can go unconscious. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about spiritual consciousness where we are awake in our spirits, which means we have a connection to ourselves, to the present moment, to life beyond what we think in our minds, what we believe in our minds, what we've been conditioned or indoctrinated to believe is the right way to live or to believe what the truth is, to believe what is good and what is evil and what is right and what is wrong. And that's all conditioning. That's all indoctrination. That doesn't create spiritual connection. And certainly our minds have a role to play in our spiritual connection in the life we live in this body because we have a body and we have a mind. And it's essential that we integrate and we foster beliefs and mindsets that are going to align with our spiritual truth. But that doesn't create spiritual connection unless it comes from spiritual experience. And spiritual experience, it has no limits. It's the unknown. That's why it's the everlasting. That's why the, it's the universe. The universe never ends. And so a connection to God, a connection to consciousness, to the universe is one that is ever expansive. So we can't box it into a belief system or a theology or a mindset. But as we connect with our spiritual selves, with our truth, we start to wake up and remember who we truly are. And then we can start to essentially integrate or practice that or implement that into our mind and our perspective. Then we start to live life out of our truth and who we really are. We start to then live out of a place of being. It's a place of presence. And instead of striving to become and to do achieve all these goals and always trying to become someone or, tr- or trying to keep up with life or with other people and comparing ourselves and having better things and nicer cars and more money and bigger and better houses and always trying to chase the next thing or the next big holiday or the next big experience. And all those things are a great part of life to explore but they are not what connects us to our true self or to consciousness. We realize our true self through being. And in that place when we're being, we're connected to who we really are and who we really are is love. Who we really are is truth. Who we really are is wholeness. Who we really are is peace. Who we really are is connection. Who we really are is abundance. Who we really are is power. There's all these things that we really are. And when we can finally learn, and I'm still learning this myself because it's a journey of transformation, of true transformation. But when we can live from that place of being, of knowing, the knower in us, the one that is, the stillness within us, then we will automatically create the life that reflects who we truly are. And in that way, we can truly create a magical, 
creative, unique, authentic, true life and expression of who we are. And we will attract all the love and all the abundance and all the opportunities that align with that because that's how powerful we are. We are powerful creators of our own lives. And on the other hand of this is them being willing to let go of who we're not. This is the scary part. It's questioning. It's questioning who am I? Why am I this way? Why do I believe what I believe? Where did those beliefs come from? Is this what I really want? Why am I working this job? Why am I making this money? Why do I, am I in this relationship? Or why do I want more relationships? Why do I want certain success? We start to question these things and we're afraid because a lot of it is not built on our truth. A lot of it is not built on our authentic, true, conscious self. And so to be our true, authentic selves, we need to be willing to let those things go to let go of needing to be a certain way, to to please a certain group of people, to live, to have a certain type of job or a certain amount of money or a certain lifestyle or do things that are categorized as right or wrong. We need to be willing to let that go. You know, the the more we move into consciousness, the more we experience who God really is, the less that good and bad, right and wrong even exists because that's polarity, that's duality that we understand in a physical, we even understand it in a mental realm. But the more we go into the pure realms of consciousness or of spirit, that stuff doesn't even exist. So to use those things as leverage to try and make people believe in a God that actually exists on a plane or on a level, a dimension uh, in a way that that cannot be experienced from that duality, from right and wrong, good or bad, is to actually distort and to make impure what is so pure and what is so loving and what just is. The thing that I love about this journey is it's all about truth. You can't get this wrong because it's all within you. It's not about looking outside. It's knowing that everything that I am is within me. Everything that I need is within me, that I'm connected to source. I'm connected to pure consciousness. I'm connected. I have this spiritual connection that is guiding me to my soul, that is guiding me into truth. And I'm realizing it for myself. And so I don't need the conditioning of my mind. I don't need my upbringing or my family or my culture or this subculture that I was a part of to tell me who I am. I can let that go. I can go within. And that is the scary bit because you may face some rejection. You may face some abandonment. You may face some betrayal. You may face some of your deepest fears. You may face that you've built this life And it's really just been a mask for what's deeper within that you haven't wanted to look at the pain and the trauma that you've been running from all your life, 
the reason that you can't be at peace with yourself, that you can't close your eyes and experience bliss and peace and wholeness within yourself because you're running from those things. This isn't a journey that's for everyone. It's not for the faint-hearted. It's for those that are courageous, that will be true to themselves. It's for those that can't take any other path, that can't bear to live their life living by somebody else's indoctrination or somebody else's expectations on them. Someone that's been burnt out, that's been down enough of those roads, that's been sick for too long and tried every doctor and still haven't found the answer to what's going to heal their body and their mind. It's for those that have run and run and know that they can't keep running from themselves. It's for those that are ready for the truth. It's for those that are ready to sit with themselves and connect with themselves and to let go of judgment and to let go of pain and to let go of the mask that so many people are carrying. And so I hope that something in this episode helps you, that helps you connect with yourself because this is all it is. And any true spiritual teacher or guide or coach or whatever labels they might have, a true spiritual teacher will always point you back to yourself and will only remind you of something that you already know within yourself. There's nothing you need to learn that's out there. There's nothing you need to learn from somebody else. You don't need to go searching it from someone that's more advanced. It's all within you. So take this to heart. Trust the knower. Trust the beer. Trust the one that is within you and you will truly find yourself. And together, we'll keep working through this journey of letting go of everything that is not our truth. Have an awesome day. Have an awesome week. We'll look forward to you joining us on the next episode. So there we have it. Thanks for joining me on Welcome to Consciousness. My name's Michael Reed, and I'm here to help you consciously live and create your life. If you enjoyed this, please click subscribe and follow. There's a lot more to come. Also, if you could rate or review it, this would really help others find this show. Also, if you want to share this with a friend or on your social media, please go for it. And if you have any questions about your journey, please reach out. I'll answer them directly or on the podcast. And lastly, if you want personal help, consciously living and creating your life, I've created a coaching program that helps you do just that. You can head to my website for more info. So thanks again. Have a fantastic day. Look forward to seeing you next time.